Turn in your Bibles tonight to the Gospel of John, chapter 14 and verse 13. That will be the first place we'll be in just a little bit. Uh, And we will be in several places of the Bible. I said this morning, just before we left, the title to the message is, In Jesus' Name. Several things kind of brought about the idea for this message, some very recently, some for a while now. Um, I I just want to say something I experienced in preparing it. First of all, the only other church I pastored, there there was a man who pastored for a very long time and was very well liked, and I didn't never got the the opportunity to be able to meet him, but the church loved him, and they they spoke of him often, even though he was in glory. And and uh, one thing they said about him was that come deer hunting season, he didn't get mad at the deacons for running off deer hunting because he went with them. <laughs> and in uh, every deer hunting season, he'd go with them, and he would take his he would take his clothes for church. And Sunday morning, he would wake up at the deer camp and, and get there, you know, just in time for, for church. And, uh, and he would prepare his message in the deer stand on Saturday. And, you know, they were talking about different things and just a little part of the conversation that wouldn't have meant much to anybody else. They said, yep, he, he brought his Bible and, you know, had a little piece of paper and something to write with to write his points down and... And being a young preacher, new into it, I, I said, that's all he had. He just had his Bible and piece of paper, no, no, no concordance, no lexicon, no, no commentaries, no word studies, and spread out, no, just his, just his Bible. And I thought, how, how did he do that and get a whole sermon? And I, and I say all that just to say this, I, that's what happened to me when I sat down that, Whenever, whenever I prepared this, quite a while back, I, I had all the books around me that I, that I could want, and I'm blessed with some good ones, and, uh, and they just never opened up. And just a couple of things uh, got my mind on, on this. And, and first of all, it was January 1 in our services here, Lisa Karen saying, in, in Jesus' name, we press on, and I just had in Jesus' name on my heart and mind, and 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 then again there was something else that happened. Uh, went to a went to a church for a basketball game for their school. That's that's in the church, and uh, didn't know I was going there. We would call it a sister church or like-minded church anyway. Probably believe in salvation the same, and. Uh, and so before the game, everybody gathered in a circle for prayer. And I thought, amen, all right, this is good. And, and the fellow prayed. And, um, oh, I don't want to say what I was thinking about saying. Let me just say that, that maybe several people of several religions would have been okay with the prayer that, that was prayed. And, and then right before the end, there of his prayer, there was an awkward pause, and then, amen. And, it, you know, I, I, I thought, well, maybe he's having a bad day. I've had people ask me to pray before, and I, I said, I didn't feel like it, if you don't mind, and then they looked at me like I can't be human, and 
thought that that was wrong. So I thought, you know, maybe he's having a bad, you know, whatever. Well, we ended up going back there about a month later. And just about the same prayer was prayed, and there was that same awkward pause at the end. It was just enough room in that pause for, in Jesus' name, but, amen, but it was just the pause, silence, and then, amen. Ten or 15 years ago, I'd have had to march over there and have a talk with him and ask him, you know, what's going on, but, but I left it, I left it alone, um, you know, that, that, just kind of, that just kind of struck me. And, and then I heard a story about a, about a community, a, a city. You know, maybe at City Hall. They, I don't know what was going on. Maybe they were electing new officers into the city. Maybe they were going to introduce a building project. Maybe it was the ribbon cutting of a, of a finished building project. I, I don't know what was going on, but, but they had a big to-do for it. And so they invited uh, a preacher from the area, one well-known in the community, and, and so on the agenda of things to do and, and introducing this and talking about this, they had a time that they wanted to have prayer. So they asked the preacher if he would pray. And he said, sure, I'll come down and do that. And they said, now, now we don't want you to mention Jesus, okay? We, there, there's going to be all kinds of people here of all kinds of beliefs. And we, look, we don't want to offend anybody. So if you just won't, won't mention Jesus and at the end of your prayer, don't say anything about Jesus. And, but, but we want you to come pray for us. And, and they talked to the preacher about some other things. And then, and then at the end, the, he answered the, the one question they asked. They, they said, so will you come pray? And based on just that question, leaving everything else, he, he felt okay to go ahead and say, yes, I will. And he showed up, and they gave him his cue and his nod when it was time for him to pray. And, and he asked everybody to bow, and, and he said, Lord, you know, uh, Lord, we come to you as a community, as a city, and we thank you, God, for, for this city and for the project here that, that's underway and, and there's no way we could have done this if you didn't create us. And, and, and we know that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is also our creator who created us. And he went on and on. And then when he closed his prayer, he said, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. God, God bless that preacher. And, and you know, maybe at your work, or, or maybe in something to do with your walk of life, you're going to be asked to pray, maybe even among some family members. And you might be asked to, to leave Jesus out of your prayer. And, you know, so, so what do you do, you know? Because can't we just be nice maybe and say we don't want to ruffle feathers? And, and so we just won't pray in Jesus' name maybe? What do you do? Well, just, just some simple thoughts tonight. And we're out of here on this. Well, we need to pray in Jesus' name because Jesus tells us to pray in his name. John 14, 13, Jesus says, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name. Okay, so that you see, uh, we pray in Jesus' name. Whatsoever ye shall ask, Jesus says, in my name, that will I do, that my Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Uh, next chapter, John fifteen sixteen. 
He says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. We, we pray to God through Jesus Christ. We pray to God the Father through God the Son. Uh, next chapter, John 16, 23. And in that day... Ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he will give it you. Verse 24, Hither, hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. What, what do we do when we're, when we're asked you know, what, how do we want to, to be as a Christian and, and, and to be able to, you know, minister to somebody and have someone be receptive to us? Can we leave Jesus' name out? Well, well, Jesus tells us to pray in his name, okay? So we pray in Jesus' name because he tells us to. We pray in Jesus' name because he created us. We're here because of Jesus, and yet Jesus created us. Ephesians 3, 9. You don't have to turn there if you don't want, but do if you want. And definitely listen, though. Ephesians 3, 9. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. God did all of his creating through Jesus Christ. We were created by Jesus Christ. Uh, verse 12 of Ephesians 3 there says, In whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of Him. We pray in Jesus' name because He's the one who created us all. We exist because of His creating power. He's the one who formed us from the dust of the ground. The Bible says, for in Him we live and move and have our being. Our existence is because of our Lord and Savior, Creator, Jesus Christ. We pray in Jesus' name because He has provi provided salvation for us. Hebrews 10.19, the Bible teaches us that Jesus consecrated us, for us, a new and living way through the veil. We could not go to Jesus, so Jesus came to us. He made us, we were His, He lost us, but He paid the price to buy us back again. He offered Himself once for our sins, when we were without strength, Jesus provided salvation for us. He died for the ungodly. The Bible says while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We were enemies, but Jesus provided a way that we might be reconciled to Him. Not only did Jesus come to us, and provide salvation for us. But we pray in Jesus' name because He's saved us. 
If you're here tonight and you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, look, He has saved you. It's one thing that Jesus made a way for us to be saved, and thank God for that. But it's another thing that we personally know Him as the way. He is our personal way to heaven. The Bible says that Jesus came to save His people from their sins. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. We obviously have a decision in salvation, but I get really concerned with people who talk about everything that they did in order to be saved. Luke 19.10, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. You know, a person needs to get saved. I've, I've said that before, but understand it's Jesus who does the saving. He saves us. If we're thinking too much about what we have done and we're concerned about jumping through all of these different hoops in order to be saved, did Jesus save you? He's the one who does the saving. We have been justified by faith. Jesus did everything. And we have simply placed our faith in Jesus Christ. And He has saved us. He has cast our sins as far as the east is from the west. He remembers our sins no more. We have been born again in Jesus Christ. We have been reconciled to God by the cross of His Son. Jesus died on the cross, was buried, was raised again. And He has provided everything we need. He lives today and He's mighty to be saved today. Jesus will save from our sins. We are redeemed by Jesus Christ. So we do everything we do in Jesus' name because He's our everything. There's no way that we would be able to get to heaven without Him. There's no way that hell would be shunned without the Lord Jesus Christ. So we do what we do in Jesus' name. And we pray in Jesus' name. We pray in Jesus' name because He empowers us. Jesus teaches us that He is the vine and we are the branches and that without Him, we can do nothing. He is the vine and we are the branches. The branches that come off the vine only have green leaves and only produce what they produce because of the branch. The branch is the supply for, for the, the... The vine is the supply for the branch. And we can do nothing without Him. God bless that preacher who prayed in Jesus' name for the community, for the plans, for the success of their operation, because without Jesus, we're a failure. Jesus says in John fifteen seven, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Jesus is the source of our strength for doing any and all that we do. The word of the Lord to Zerubbabel 
was this, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Paul says, for when I am weak, then am I strong. Jesus says, my strength is made perfect in weakness. So Paul goes on to say, we shared this verse this morning. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Wasn't it a great day when we learned that no such scripture exists, that God helps those who help themselves, but that we discovered that the Bible teaches and says quite the opposite. The Bible teaches that God helps the helpless. The Bible teaches us that, that God lets us know that, that He is our power. He is our supply for anything that we might be able to do in Him. We pray in Jesus' name because Jesus is the one who empowers us. We pray in Jesus' name because Jesus has established the authorities. Whether it be those in the White House, whether it be men or women in blue, or those in the military, or those related to any duty of law and order, Jesus has established these positions. Romans 13 lets us know that Jesus has established this. It clearly points this out. It doesn't matter if it's city. It doesn't matter if it's country level. It doesn't matter if it's world level. We cannot submit to leaving Jesus out of prayer by those who might ask, because they only have that position that they have because Jesus gave it to them. So we're not going to leave Jesus out because He has established it all. We pray in Jesus' name because everything we do is to magnify Him. I, 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 sure, I sure am a big fan of the Apostle Paul, I guess you could say. I sure love studying his life. We looked at his life this morning and, and we can be amazed at the Apostle Paul's life, but I, but I pray we're more amazed at, the, at our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because Paul would have been nothing he would, he would have been without Jesus Christ. We pray in Jesus' name because everything we do is to magnify Him. Philippians 1 and verse 20. And I tell you what, I haven't been here in a while. This is quite an amazing verse. And, and of course, God used Paul to write here in Philippians. And the verse says, According to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. We pray in Jesus' name because everything we do is to magnify Him. In Colossians it says, Whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. We have a non-negotiable as Christians. We're not to do, we're not to say, we're not to plan anything we do unless we do so in Jesus' name. 
And, and look, this is not just about saying these three certain words and making sure we walk on eggshells to remember we say these words at the end of our prayer. You know, some people say, in, in your name we pray. And we know who we're talking about. We're talking about God. And, and, and we pray to God through Jesus Christ. And that's okay. But it's not just about those, those three words. And, and so I'm going to turn over to Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21 to see that the lost have even prayed and done things in his name. Matthew seven twenty one. Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils. And in thy name have done many wonderful works. And notice the Lord doesn't say, I didn't say you didn't do them in my name. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. So this is simply what Jesus has taught us to do and taught us to say and taught us to express outwardly conveying that our submission and our cooperation is within His will for all things that we do. That in all that we do and say, we will honor God in all we do as we are ambassadors for Christ representing Him on this earth. We're to give a cup of cold water in Jesus' name. In the very same spirit that Jesus would give that cup of cold water in. God's plan and His sanctifying work is making us more like Jesus all the time. To do things the way Jesus would do things. To do and say what we do with the heart of Jesus. God has predestined us to be conformed to the image of His dear Son. What he's, what he's predestined is that we become more like Jesus all the time. That we love the things that Jesus loves. That we hate the things that Jesus hates. That we do all that we do in His work in the spirit that Jesus would do those things in, or the things that we would not do, that we would not do or say something because Jesus would not do or say those things. In Jesus' name, we're to express the audible words and obey Him, but it's not just about words, that would be religion. And those who are religious do that who don't even know Him. But it's about an inward attitude inside us. It's about praying as He would pray. That's why He modeled a prayer for us. That we'd have an outline to pray by. That's why we have the Lord's true actual prayer. John chapter 17 and Jesus praying. It's about praying as He would pray. It's about speaking as he would speak. 
It's about doing as Jesus would do. That is how we have what we ask of him. Did you catch that in the beginning verses that, that we read from him? That if you ask anything in my name, you have those things that, you, that you've asked of him? As we become more like Jesus all the time. As we're not just praying in Jesus' name, but we're praying and to do and to be the same in the same spirit that Jesus would have us to. That we're learning to pray more and more according to his will. We have the petitions that we ask of him when we pray according to his will. When we're asking those things that are pleasing to him. The Lord promises to grant petitions that come to him in this way, according to his will and in Jesus' name. It glorifies the Father for us to pray and to live this way in Jesus' name. It's about something audible, but it's about an attitude. We will be fruitful as we pray in Jesus' name. We have a life of joy when our life is lived truly in Jesus' name. Let's make sure that we pray in Jesus' name, but let's make sure that we mean by that for your glory, in honor of your purposes, according to your will. You know, I preached a sermon years ago on what amen means. And somebody emailed online and, you know, they were, they've heard amen all their life and never heard a sermon on amen. And, and I don't know who might have been helped by something tonight, but, but just to think, you know, why we pray in Jesus' name. Sometimes we need a simple sermon. One time I, I showed a, a young person in the Bible why we pray before we eat. And that's the blessing on the food. It's right there in God's word. And they were, and they, they had asked the blessing on the food all the time. Then that young man brought a devotion on that a couple of months later. Sometimes it's just those simple things that, that maybe we need to be uh, refreshed on again or, or some may be enlightened. And, but of course, for anyone to do and say anything in Jesus' name, it's nothing more than something audible. It's nothing more than religion. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And, I, and I've known people who those words just haven't come out of their mouth in Jesus' name. And it ended up they weren't truly saved. They, I'm not trying to go into all this and figure it all out. But those words just simply wouldn't come out of their mouth. Because they had not been saved by Jesus. And they weren't really doing anything or praying anything in Jesus' name because they didn't know Jesus. But if you're here tonight, I, I thank God that I get to stand before you and present a simple plan of salvation. I've probably told you about the lady who gave me a lecture after I gave her a lecture about what salvation is. And I... I brought out a lot of points I thought were pretty good about what salvation is. I never even stopped to ask her if she was saved. 
She was already saved. And she said to me, Sonny, why didn't you just tell me that if I realized I'm a sinner, to trust Jesus to save me from my sins? Because that's all it takes. And I said, yes, ma'am. And, and so I get to stand before you and have that privilege to stand before you tonight and, and to say, if you're a sinner and you realize that Jesus died for your sins and you would like to trust him tonight, you trust him as Lord and Savior of your life. And, and, and I have no critical questions of what you know about anything else in the Bible because I didn't know anything else in the Bible when I learned that Jesus Christ died for me and that he would save me from my sins. And, you know, that's all I knew. And I, and I trusted him to save me right there. And guess what? It stuck. I had a lot of family members who were waiting for my, my, my religious fad to pass on. But salvation sticks when it's real. And, and look, you be sure, you be assured tonight that you will be in no wise cast out. You will not be rejected by Jesus if you don't know him. And it's not about walking the aisle. It's about right there in your seat. It's about maybe telling someone after service in the parking lot, however it may be. But, uh, but I love a good old-fashioned someone walking the aisle. And, and just looking right in their eye on the way. And, and I don't know it, but, but I just believe that something may be happening, that, that they may be saved. And that's happened right here in this church, right down this aisle. Maybe, maybe that's the, the way with you tonight. Or maybe you just want to come and sit down and, and talk with me about God's Word. And, and I would love to give you any help from God's Word and how that you can be saved. And have that confidence. So let us pray now. And you do business with God. However he would have you to, to do business with him tonight. Father we bow before your presence tonight. We thank you for your power. We thank you for the person of your Holy Spirit. Who lives within us. Who makes it known to us. That we are saved. The your spirit beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And I thank you for a salvation we can be assured of. I pray for every religion out there in the world who will tell you themselves that they don't know what's going to happen to them. But I thank you for the truth. And I thank you for knowing that we are saved by Jesus Christ. I thank you for your instructions in your word that we would do all that we do in Jesus' name, that we would not just utter those words, but it, that, but it would be the very operation going on in our hearts as you're changing us, that we would do as you do, that we would live as you live. So I thank you for the words. I thank you for the attitude of heart that you give us. And so, Lord, we come to you tonight. The only way that we can come to you, Almighty God, that you would hear our prayer. By that name, given above every name. That name that everyone is going to confess one day. But we do now because you're our Lord and Savior, Father. 
And so we pray to you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. If everyone could please stand.